Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, June 10th, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and we discuss the things you should have learned in high school or should have been taught in high school but weren't. Welcome, everybody, to another show. Thank you for your time. First, before we jump into it, let me just say up front, I am not a certified financial analyst, planner, or anything. I have no science, no financial certifications. This Consider this show to be entertainment only, uh, but I encourage you to go and find out and resource, research everything I say, okay? But I am not, I don't make any promises. I don't, uh, I'm not selling anything. So I just want to get that clear right up front. Uh, who do we have in the house? I can't see anybody here. Okay. Not going to worry about that, but I got somebody watching, but I appreciate it. Um, some reason I can't see, but everybody who's there, thank you. Appreciate it for coming in. All right, let's talk about it. This week, um, we're going to talk about stocks. Now, if people have been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that one of the topics I often return to is stocks. And my reason is simple. Um, it's not rocket science. Uh, everybody will make you think it's rocket science. And financial investors and everybody else, they will try to make you think that you have to uh, have a Ph.D. in math to understand stocks. And I'm here to tell you it's not that, okay? Uh, I will beat that dead horse till he's live again. Um, I think everybody, even if you choose not to invest in stocks, um, at least understand them, okay? Um, because the thing is, when you invest in bonds, when you invest in, in mutual funds, you invest in whatever, at the end of the chain, there's usually a stock that somebody's buying. Okay, there's usually some kind of stock that somebody is buying, selling, or trading. So understand it, people. That's all I say is just understand what is going on. Um, so anyway, like I said, I apologize if anybody's saying anything. I got a few people on, but for some reason I cannot see even just who is, no, that's too bright. There we go. On my forehead, make it a little darker. Um, so anyway, let's talk about stocks. Now, first thing I want to ask, and, and here's an analogy of, of, of stock investing. Say you're a kid. Remember back when we were kids, we played, some of my friends from Newburgh, we played football right on Mount St. Mary's uh, Hill. We played uh, baseball right at the bottom of the hill. A bunch of kids playing, just having a good time. Now, say if you're one of those kids playing. You're playing football, and you're on the defense. Now, you get your little huddle together, right? You get the guys get together in your huddle. Oh, by the way, if you got any questions, uh, send them. I hope I can see them. If I don't see them, if I don't answer them, it's, it's not that I'm ignoring you because for some reason my screen, I can't see uh, questions. I can't, I can't see who's online. So um, anybody got any questions, hit, them, hit me here. You can send them to me at Tyrone at uh, com or Tyrone at TyroneGriffin.com, or you can hit me on Facebook. Any questions you have, if I can't answer them this week, I'll answer them next week or in two weeks in the next show. So please send me all your questions, thought I, uh, show ideas, all that good stuff. So anyway, back to what I was saying. If you are a, um, a kid, you're playing you know, football, and you're on defense, and the offense gets together their huddle, there's like five on five. Uh, you know, there's the guy hiking, there's the quarterback, and there's three guys running off the path. Um, and you get your huddle together. Now, do you in your defensive huddle, do you look at uh, a kid, uh, four in a box or a nickel package or um, 
of, of linebackers off and, and all these kind of complex uh, strategies? You don't. And the reason you don't is because you're playing against five kids who are run down to the car and come back, run over to the light pole and turn. They're being very simple, very, very simple, very simplistic, because that's what kids do. You're playing street ball. You're playing basketball, okay? You're playing in the park. You're playing five on five. The other team ain't got no strategy. They ain't got no, no plays drawn up. They're just playing street ball. That's why we call it street ball. You can set up a, a zone defense, man-to-man, boxing, one, all this other kind of No, because you're overcomplicating things, okay? You're just overcomplicating. Nobody is playing that way, okay? Same thing with stocks. There are tons of courses that you can take on stock investing, and people will make a lot of money to show you how to pick stocks. They, uh, financial advisors, and I have no ill will against them. I'm not trying to bash their industry, but they will – you can pay them a lot of money to learn about how to pick stocks. Um, you can take classes, you can take courses, you can do all kinds of things. You can pay a lot of people to do what, I'm, I'm sorry, it's simple. The stock market, the rule number one, and I said this many times, the stock market is not logical. There's no logic to it. It's not Prepackage and pre-programmed for things to happen. Okay, a month or two ago was the United Airlines dragged the guy off a plane. Their stock got smacked down. Why? Because they dragged the guy off a plane. The underlying company did not change at all. They didn't change assets. They didn't do anything substantial. But their stock took like a three or four percent hit that day. Okay, um, why? Because people, based on their emotion, they saw United. They started trashing their United frequent flyer cards. They start, I'm never going to fly United again, blah, 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 and the stock took a hit. Say, well, well, a lot of people are not going to fly it, so that's going to affect their income. Fifteen people say they're not going to fly United next year. It's really not going to affect their bottom line. That's not even a rounding error, 15 people. Okay, four million people? Yeah, but four million people didn't say that. Okay, and if they did, three million of them already got flights booked on United. They're not changing them. Okay, so stock market runs on emotion. That is what fuels changes to the stock market. It's emotion. It's not logic. Okay. Stocks go up and down. When I started investing 20-some years ago, we only saw the stock price one time. At the end of the day, we could see the, we could see the next day's stock price in the newspaper in the morning. And that's how we know. We didn't know anything about these fluctuations all like this. Um, we just didn't know because we didn't have real-time Internet and things like that. Um, so, you don't – there's nothing there's, – there's no there there, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, so the stock market runs on emotion. Things happen. So if you try to bring logic to the table, you may do well or not. You may make money or not. What would you rather do? You take a course. And say somebody says they're going to charge you $4,000 on, on a course for how to pick stocks, and you spend $4,000. Okay, and at the end of that $4,000 course, maybe a week, month, whatever it is, they tell you, here's the four stocks that you need to buy. Based on all of these credentials, all these different things, look at the two-year growth, four-year growth in the company, what the, what the loss ratio is, blah, 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 the PE ratio, all that kind of happy horse stuff. And they say, here's the four stocks. You spent $4,000 to find them four stocks. I can open up the newspaper. I can Google. Uh, I can go on my Yahoo account or whatever. 
and I can see all them stocks there, and I can pick them for free. It's like, oh, but you don't know which one to pick. Yeah, you're right, I don't. But I guarantee you this, anybody who tells you how to pick stocks, more than likely they are not going to give you a guarantee on the return because they can't because nobody knows. Nobody knows. If you go to financial advisors, you go to uh, the analysts who follow stocks, nobody's going to give you a guaranteed return unless you buy a bond and it's printed right on the bond what your return will be. But on stocks, nobody's going to give you a guarantee. So my point, why go through all that money, a lot of money, uh, let somebody else pick it, and they are no better than you because, again, there were people who had done research, tons of research on United, and they picked it because it had this track record, and the day after they picked it, United dragged the guy off a plane, and they lost 3 or 4% in one day. All that research meant nothing. Okay, I've done those types of things. I've, I've gone and looked at companies and, and, and mutual funds and looked at their five- and ten-year returns and the quarterly returns and all that and try to predict what's going to happen. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And over time, I just realized, you know what, just like the Wall Street Journal used to do with throw stocks, they get monkeys actually with throw. They put the whole stock table on a wall, and they get monkeys to throw darts at stuff. And whatever dart, whatever stock was hit, they would buy it. They would create a portfolio of those stocks. And they beat the Dow average more times than they did. So think about that. A bunch of monkeys throwing darts beat the Dow average. Okay, the Dow went up 7% one year. The monkeys went up 14% or 7 or 8% or whatever. Okay, so, and I'm not saying, again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing. I'm not saying that, that financial advisors are, are, are worthless. They aren't. They provide a lot of services that people need. Some of that service is, you know, financial advisors and analysts and everybody else, they'll tell you what stocks and what mutual funds to take. Hey, that's their job. You, they, you pay them to do that. But at the end of the day, they are not going to guarantee you anything. We talked about Bernie Madoff a couple of weeks ago. You know, he was guaranteeing 16 or 17 percent. People were dumb enough to go, yeah, this guy's hitting 16 percent every year. There's nothing wrong there. The stock market is all like this. This guy's doing this, and nobody thought to think about it. Um, so anyway, so that's the foundation of this. It's, the stock market is not logical. So how do you pick stocks? Well, I don't have any monkeys or dartboards, and I'm going to control, you know, I want to figure out a way. I'm going to tell you how I pick. Thanks to that. I'm going to tell you how I pick stock, okay? This is not – I'm not saying anything that this will, will, will help you or hurt you. I'm saying this is how I do it. Um, my background is a degree in accounting and a master's in finance. Okay? I studied the stock market for my thesis. This is how I pick stock, and it's going to be real simple. A couple of things. It's, there's no steps I go through all the time. First thing you want to do, though, is you want to get a bunch of stocks to look at. Now, I'm not doing a commercial for Yahoo, but I use Yahoo because they, they're free. Free is an operative word here. You can put a portfolio in Yahoo for free. You can build a portfolio. Well, how do you build a portfolio? First, you've got to get companies. Go to the library. Grab the Fortune Year in Review. And it'll talk, it'll take, you know, uh, Fortune Magazine will tell you the companies to look out for. And it'll give you all these companies, all these articles, blah, 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 blah. I don't read any articles. Just grab the company symbols on all those pages. You might come up with 20 or 30 companies. Good start. Just grab their symbols, their stock symbols. You put, put those in Yahoo and build a, a fake portfolio to say, here are the stocks. 
and boom, it'll build out tables and everything for you. It's free. Remember, it's free and really simple. Um, but the thing about it, with stocks and with investing, with anything in life, most things in life are mental. So it's not, it's not just telling you, here's a stock you ought to buy. If you're going to be a stock investor, uh, you, if you're going to try to manage your own investments, you have to do a mindset change. And what I mean is you have to decide that, okay, I am going to you know, look at my stocks on a daily basis or weekly basis or some basis. Consistently, I'm going to keep track. I'm going to develop my investing mind. How do you develop, develop your investing mind? By, by keeping track of your stock. You don't have to write it down and keep it all, but you just look at it. Um, when again, I go back to when I started. All we had was a newspaper, and then you know, suddenly it came online. We could get stuff online, and me and a buddy of mine, we used to grab it, copy it, and paste it into Excel spreadsheet, the little charts, and we could track our stuff because we we were geeks like that. We built our spreadsheet so that when we copied and pasted from this report, it matched up and it did all the calculations for us. Um, now you can do it right here on your phone. You can keep track of, like, my again, my Yahoo account that's got no money in it, actually. It just keeps track. My Yahoo account keeps track of an actual portfolio I have. I just match that portfolio my Yahoo account. But I can pick up my phone, and in three seconds, I can tell where my stocks are doing, where they're going, if they're up or down for that day. I can tell that in three or four seconds. It wasn't rocket science to set that up. So it's easy. Companies have made it very easy for you to track what you're investing in. And that's the mentality you have to have, where I might pick this up literally 10 times a day and just swipe, swipe and, and hit the button, swipe and bam, you know, you know, you can see, you know, my portfolio, you know, what I'm doing. Oh, Saturday, so probably, won't. okay, some stuff a little. But yesterday, that's my portfolio, okay. Um, but I can see that. I can see, oh, what did the Dow do yesterday? Okay, Apple, I got hit on. You know, I got hit on a couple of stocks, some stocks I, you know, I, I did good on. Uh, Netflix, I got hit. You know, uh, this is yesterday. iRobot, I got hit. Um, but I also did good on some other stocks. But I can see it that quick. But that's the mentality you have to have. We just look, took a look at, oh, how am I doing today? Okay. Um, well, what you want to do is you want to get to the point where you are watching your stocks on a regular basis. Okay, this is your money. You know, you want to put it away and let somebody else handle it, fine. You know, I'm not going to say don't do that. But if you decide you want to manage your own money, this is what you got to do. Okay? Uh, it's not a hard. It's not that hard to set this up. You set up in Yahoo and then, you know, there's an app on your phone and it just grabs it. But you can look at it. So how do I pick stocks? Like I said, the first thing I – the portfolio I, I have now. End of the year last year, or beginning of this year, Fortune Magazine, and you can go to the library and get it. And they did the, you know, stocks to watch or something. And I just went through and grabbed some stocks. Business Week. I subscribe to Business Week. I don't read it cover to cover. Um, remember, all these, here's the thing about it, which you got to realize is all these magazines, all these are geared for one thing, to tell you what to invest in. That's what they're there for. That's what they were designed for, to talk about companies, what companies are doing, just so you know you have an idea of what, to invest in because companies want to get positive articles in those. It's like People Magazine is for, for movie stars. You know, they do a positive article about somebody and that person's stock goes up and the next movie they're in, you know, people go watch it because they're in it. Same thing with Fortune, 
Forbes, Business Week, you know, Wall Street Journal. It's all about business. Okay? Those are publications that are designed specifically to tell you who to invest in. That's all they do. Okay? They write a good article about a company. They write a bad article about a company. They'll, they'll write articles that do. This company is, uh, is, is shady, you know, and here's, here are the questions we have. And then you have to interpret that, oh, if I'm invested in this company, maybe I need to get out of this company. Okay? But those articles, the, those magazines are all geared toward that. So, you know, Fortune, Forbes, Business Week. I peruse Business Week looking for different companies. What are they saying about companies? What I'm looking for in Business Week is some company that I never heard of, some small company that never, never crossed my radar, but they're doing something. Maybe they have a breakthrough in um, – medical field. They've, they've, they've come up with a way to help the brain talk to paralyzed people. Just, I'm just making this up. And uh, they, the early trials look very promising. Boom. Okay, let me go. What's the company symbol? Are they publicly traded? Yes, they are. Okay, let me go pull up their symbol. And let me see how they're doing. Penny stocks. We'll talk about penny stocks in a minute. Thanks, Biner. Thank you. I'll talk about that in a second, too. Same, same concept. Um, penny stocks. And people call them penny stocks because they're less than a dollar. They're worth you know, the, the value of the stock is pennies. You can buy more of them. Uh, right now, Amazon is selling for $1,000 a share. So some people say, well, I'm going to buy one share. Uh, with a penny stock, you can buy what? Was that 100,000 shares of, a, of one penny stock? Same thing. Penny stocks are just smaller companies. But there are companies that start out as penny stocks and blow up. Now, if you see a list of companies, again, go through Business Week, Fortune, uh, uh, Forbes, whatever, and you see a stock and it's selling for $0.32. Cents. Huh. Now, I'll give you a perfect example of a penny stock is uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are selling for, I think it's right now, it's about 30-some cents or something like that. But they used to be $60 stocks. Right now, they're in the pennies, okay? I think they're in the pennies. Um, but penny stocks, same thing. They're smaller companies. They're smaller, and they might be more susceptible to swings in uh, the industry, depending on what industry in. But nothing wrong with penny stocks. You can make – here's the thing. When you're looking at stocks, regardless of the price of the stock, you aren't concerned, at least me, I'm not concerned with how – excuse me, how much in dollars or cents – excuse me, sorry, I had Brussels sprouts this morning. I'm not concerned with how in, in dollars and cents the price change in the stock. I'm looking at percentages. You get a stock that's a $0.10 cents a share stock, and you buy it. And in a week, it's at $0.12. Cents. It's like, oh, it only made $0.02. Cents. No, it made 20%. That's how you have to think about it. For your investment in that stock, you made 20% on a penny stock. It's very easy to do, okay? Um, there are every now and then you'll get a stock that just fly up. So, Biner, to answer your question, penny stock, same thing. You see a company, what they're doing. I do look at the uh, history of, of a stock. Um, I got out this week. I lost. I got out of, um, and I'm not trying to bash any companies. Just telling what I did. I got out of Foot Locker. I didn't have much, but I had a little bit. I lost about seven percent from the time I bought. And you know, you look at their chart, and the chart kept going like this over the last three, four, six months or whatever. Okay, cut your losses. Boom. Um, Foot Locker was somebody that you know I knew about the company. I knew what they did. They got stores, and you know, read an article or two, and they said they were doing well. So I hey, let me take a shot. Roll the dice. Craps. It happens. Um, but seriously, answer your question, penny stocks, no different. Um, those are smaller companies. But penny stocks grow into dollar stocks. Not all of them will. 
but they will. Sometimes you'll find a company that was $12, $15 stock is selling for $0.37 cents right now. It's been sitting there for a long time. You know, I was, you know, this is when I start using some, some kind of uh, logic and, and, and what I would call common sense. Say you get a company, Brian, it will, will, it will go higher in dollar amount? Yeah. Oh, yeah, penny stock will fluctuate just like any other stock. It's called a penny stock because it's worth less than a dollar. But you get a stock that's 75 cents, and it shoots up over three months to $1.05. It's a dollar stock now. You know, um, one thing about penny stocks is some companies, some um, financial institutions cannot invest in companies that are uh, the stocks that are lower or higher than a certain price. So they may not be able to invest in a stock that's less than $20 a share or over $600 a share, say. So, you know, that's why, that's one of the reasons companies uh, do stock splits, okay? But will a penny stock ever, ever go higher in dollar amount? Yeah, there's nothing stopping it. The, the, the value of the stock is based on people's perception of the company, okay? And if a penny stock, some little dinky little penny stock company, um, all of a sudden they, uh, again, do a breakthrough in medical science, you know, or they start selling. I saw these wheel, these spinners for wheelchairs, which is pretty cool. When you, you get a little picture in the wheel, um, and all of a sudden they shoot up. Uh, it happens. It happens to any stock. It can. It can happen to any stock. I own a uh, iRobot. They make the room, but a little thing that the, the vacuum cleaner that goes around your, your your apartment or house on its own, uh, and it runs over the dog poop and spreads it everywhere. Um, I own that that stock. They went up about three or four weeks ago. Out of the blue, they shot up like seven percent one day. I had no idea what was happening. You bought MJNA and VPO. I don't know either of those companies, but you best believe I'm going to look them up. Thank you. Thank you for the, for, the, for the tip. That's another way I find stocks. Somebody mentions a company. I'm not saying I'm going to buy those two companies, but I'm surely going to look at them. I'm surely going to look at what they're doing, um, what the stock price has been. Because here's the thing, and this sounds really bad. I'm, I don't like to admit this. A lot of times, uh, I don't look deeply into the financials of a company. And my rationale is there's a whole lot of people looking at the financials of a company, and that is partially reflected in the stock price. Uh, if you go to a fine restaurant, you go to a fine restaurant and you get a nice meal, and it's great, and you love this meal. You always go back because you love this meal. You're not necessarily going to go in the kitchen and watch the chef cook it, right, because other people have done that. You know, the, the Department of Health or whatever, you know, they give it a, a rating. You're not going to do that because all that's been baked into that, that particular dish. All you care about is the dish. Same thing with the stocks. Understanding your financials is a good thing, and they're not hard. Uh, maybe I'll do a, 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 a show on, on, on understanding the financials, the 10Q reports and things like that. It's not hard. It really is not hard. Um, but, yeah, thank you for those thoughts, Minor. I'm going um, to look at those. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to buy them. I'm just going, but I'm sure going to look at them. But that's how you get stocks. You talk to friends. Oh yeah, I looked at this company, um, Netflix. I'm up. I'm doing pretty good this year in Netflix. Uh, I forgot what I'm up. But why did I buy Netflix? They keep rolling out hits, you know. And I looked at the stock, and it's been creeping up. And you know, since they had a, a mess about four or five years ago, the boys is rolling. Like, okay, this is the way we roll. We roll. Bam, get on it. And I'm doing well. I own Apple. I own Apple for years. I'm, a, I'm an Apple fan. You know, they killed me yesterday, but you know, hey, keep rolling with it. That, and that's the other thing with stocks. You, you know, you got to decide what your risk tolerance is. First thing I would say this, and I should have said this earlier, 
Never invest any money that you can't afford to lose. Okay? There is a risk. There's always a risk. Every time you look at any investment, they'll say something like past performance is no indicator of future performance. So they can't guarantee you a thing. They don't know what's going to happen in the future. Okay? Um, so don't invest your child's um, uh, education budget uh, unless you are willing and able to watch that sucker like a hawk. It's your money. Any, any money you invest, you should be watching. I'm not a big advocate of putting my money away and let some let just let it ride and not pay attention to it. I'm you know that that's how like Wesley Snipes went to jail because he was putting his money and was trusting somebody else and all of a sudden they weren't paying his taxes. So I'm a big advocate. But what I was saying earlier, and I apologize, I'm jumping around. Um, it's a mental investing is more mental. You got to get yourself into a mental position or mental um, position. Yeah, that's a good word. You got to put yourself in that situation where you say, you know what, I'm going to check this stock. Like Binder, if you bought those two stocks, set up a Yahoo account. And again, I'm not shilling for Yahoo. They're cheap and easy. They're free and easy. But set up an account where you just keep track of those stocks. And it's really set up a portfolio, match your real portfolio, and just keep track of it. And, you know, just keep track of it. But you got to get your mindset to where you are looking at your stocks. You are looking at your investments on an absolute regular basis, at least for me, at least once a day, uh, literally at least about five times a day because you just start to, you, 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 okay, that one's up, okay, that one's up. If you see something happen, you see a stock getting tanked, getting crushed. Now, I have, here's the thing, you can set up separate portfolios. Um, ramp, I'm running quick because i got five minutes. I'm always amazed how fast this half hour goes. Um, I have my portfolio in Yahoo that I actually own these stocks and how much I own. Then I have my other portfolio of stocks I'm just watching. Remember, I went to Fortune and all those magazines and dropped those stocks in, and I just keep an eye on those stocks. Um, I see one of them on a day when the Dow is down. This is one way I pick up. On a day the Dow is down, Dow Jones drops down. And I don't have any faith in the Dow, but it's just an indicator. If I see a stock that went up 2 or 3%, or any day, I see a stock that grows 3 or 4%. Oh, what's up with that one? So I click on it and, you know, look at articles or whatever and see, you know, what's going on? What are they doing over there? Why did they? My question is always, why did they rise? Now, here's the thing. Um, so you wonder why they rose, so, and it's like, oh, is this something that they can stay? So if they went up 4% one day, I might sit and watch them for a couple of days and see if they hold that level or if they spike up and then drop back down, okay? Uh, depending on my mood of the day, I might buy a little bit of it. I mean, I'm not buying enough where if I lose it, I'm going to be out, out and homeless, okay? So you've you got to be very careful with that. Um, so I might buy a little bit, but to keep an eye on it, Okay. The point is this, you got to keep an eye on it, but it's not rocket science. Is, is it hard work? Not really hard work, but it's work, okay, but it's your money. Let's remember, something to remember, this is your money. So hard work or not, it's your money, okay, and if you are not willing to watch your money, then shame on you, okay. Images, medical marijuana, man, I'm glad you said that because I've been thinking about trying to get me some um, Medical marijuana stocks. Let me be clear about that. I've been thinking about that. To me, medical marijuana is legal now. Um, it might be time to jump into those stocks. There used to be these portfolios that people would set up called, the, you know, they would set them up based on, uh, you know, they would stay out of liquor and all these illicit things. You know, my thing is this. I'm trying to make money. Okay, I'm trying to make money. That my, my portfolio is not about being a good citizen. My portfolio is about making money. If medical marijuana is legal, and they companies are selling stock in it, bam, I'm on it. Okay. What will probably happen, this is just my own prediction, Biner, is that those two companies, once they stabilize and get their process down, they probably already do, I don't know, uh, somebody will come in and buy them. 
and they might be selling for three cents a share, and somebody might come in and buy them for five, and then you just cash out and make make a ton of money. I don't know, but I'm this is my theory with medical marijuana. The big boys uh, haven't really gotten in yet. The big companies, and they're waiting to see who's going to uh, make it out of these out of the smaller companies, and then they're going to jump in and buy them. So anyway, I've got about two minutes left, and I apologize, guys. I, I'm so sorry that um that 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 I rambled so much, but you know, I, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is this: people investing in stocks. It's not rocket science. Okay, it really is not. It doesn't have to be. It's it's not uh, something that you have to um, sweat and stress about for months and months and years. You don't have to. Okay, it's real simple. Look at some penny stocks, like like Biner did, and 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 just buy a hundred dollars worth of a stock. Okay, but it'll get you in the mindset. Oh, oh I put a hundred dollars in this. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate the questions, Biner. Uh, it'll get you in the mindset of looking at your money, and that's the goal: is to get yourself in the mind. Once you get yourself in that mindset of, of keeping track of your money, then everything else comes easy. So anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, you can find this show. I'm on Facebook Live. I'm on YouTube, and I'm on an iTunes Music Store. iTunes Store. I'm sorry. Look, the Secret Math of Money. All my uh, episodes are there, and this won't be up shortly. Uh, but I'm on uh, 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 YouTube as well. So you can find me there. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you letting me ramble. Uh, I love this stuff. So with that, I'm going to end this. Again, hit me up at Tyrone at BunnySlippersOfRevo.com or uh, Tyrone at TyroneGriffin.com or here on Facebook Live. Take care, folks. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.